Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome in to new edition of the Face Turn Podcast, part of the Sports Insanity Network. I am Mike Griffin, joined by my friends and colleagues, Noah Trombley, Lawrence Lang, Jeff Knapp, Allison Wiener. Guys, we are here to recap a rumble that was very royal to some. To some. The ending was very oozy to certain people. Mm. Oh, how are we feeling the day after the rumble? Incredible. I, mean, I, I just saw the, the main event this morning. Oh, my gosh. Very uh, expected. Yeah, no, this this was this was an amazing pay-per-view. And um I'm glad I was there live. It was it was an excellent pay-per-view. We'll get to one low spot in a minute, but it was it was fantastic. Okay. That's why I'm running this because Noah doesn't really have a voice. Yeah. So I am technically now really the voice of the voiceless. <laughs> I mean, we're hearing voices in our heads, and they're they talking. Talk, they talk to me. They understand. I mean, <laughs> we're going there. No, what was the atmosphere like there? It was honestly one of the best wrestling shows I've been to. I, the crowd was very, very into it. There were a lot of, even in the nosebleed seats, you know, there were a couple of people who weren't into it, but everybody in the nosebleed seats were was into everything that was happening. Um especially when we talk about the very first match and then the main event. Um, it, it was it was a very fun atmosphere. Um, I'm glad that they really showed it for this. And I'm glad that Triple H really booked a damn near perfect show for this because, yeah, the crowd was – I mean, I, I mean, I could talk about the first match. I mean, what we started off with, I mean, they – the crowd was so hot for the whole thing. Okay, so let's just dive on in to what we started with, which was the men's Royal Rumble match. Of course, the winner goes on to WrestleMania to challenge the undisputed Universal Champion, which we'll get to that match later. We actually opened up with, to quote one of the two guys who was in it, a banger, because we got Gunther. And Seamus starting this off, Jeff, what was your reaction to that? Oh, I, I actually I had Gunther as uh, one of the guys that to open. Mm-hmm. I figured he could go a really long way. I was I like Gunther. Uh, I got to watch watch the Royal Rumble with a few friends of mine, and I was the only person there that liked Gunther. <laughs> but um, I was happy to see that you know get that physicality, uh, as Jr. would say. Uh, early, get it going, get the juices flowing, get the crowd hyped for some hard hits. Um, not, and then we got to see the uh, that epic double clothesline near. Uh, it was I think it was near the end of the Royal Rumble, men's Royal Rumble match. That double clothesline that was great, but yeah, it was great to see that start off that way. So we started off Gunther Shames. I'm going to fast forward to the end and we'll talk about spots in between also because at 30, we have our eventual winner for some. It was a dream for others. It's a nightmare and Cody Rhodes wins after coming out at 30. So 
I want to open this up to discussion because we we had this conversation during our live stream a little bit last night. If you were going to save him for 30, then you shouldn't have announced he's returning for the Rumble. Leave that as a surprise. What do you guys think about that? Anyone who wants to take it. I mean, I definitely agree with it. They should not have put him at 30 if you already announced Cody for the Mm. Rumble. Like, 30 is usually a big surprise return. I mean, I know Patch mentioned this in the live stream last night. If you were going to announce Cody for the Rumble, don't put him at 30. Put him either in the middle or have him at number one. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, it was interesting to have Cody thirty because obviously once twenty nine comes out, we're like, oh, okay, Co- Cody's number. Cody's number thirty. Um. I. It, it's interesting because I wonder if it was more of a strategic move to make sure he didn't get re injured or make sure he was ready to go. You know. Because I mean, if you're talking about someone coming back from injury, throwing him at number one, I mean that's that's a risk. That's a that's a bold strategy. So it's I wonder. Funny, sorry to cut you off. No, it's funny you mentioned that because I was like, if you're putting him at thirty, is he still hurt? Is he cleared? What what is his diagnosis? Right. Because now all of a sudden I'm thinking to myself, he's not a hundred percent, but they're still going to have him win. Now I'm curious on what he really is. Yeah, I think that was the only reason they had him at 30 because, I mean, he only lasted, if I check, he only was in the ring for 15 minutes. So I don't know. I I definitely think it was more of a strategic move to have him at 30. And I think it's good. I think it worked because it was a nice bookend of the match. And then like the, the last like third of the match, once Cody gets in there, it's like this whole new match because it's like, will Cody do it? Or is he going to be, you know, is it going to be foiled? Hmm. All right. So Cody wins last eliminating Jeff's guy, Gunther, who legitimately lasted the whole match. Yep. And to me, if there was, I know Cody wins the Rumble, but if there's really a Royal Rumble winner here, Jeff, it is Gunther. Oh, I mean, he's been he's been on fire ever since. I mean, I like them uh, even in NXT UK, but they always say somebody won and somebody got over. And I hear um, I hear uh, Bully Ray of Ray say that all the time, and. Um, I think he really rose his stock in that match. Um, he showed that he can go the distance. He's uh, he's got the uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The endurance to go that long for those type of matches. Uh, he's done so much to improve himself physically. Uh, he's made the commitment. So I'm I'm all in on Gunther. I, I think he. I wouldn't be surprised if you see him when once they eventually break up the world titles. I, th- I think we got a, a one of the world champions at one point, whether it's Universal or WWE, when they break that up. I was happy Cody run won, and as far as his uh, pet goes, that's I think that's free and clear uh, with all those shots that Gunther gave him, and his chest got lit up again. I think he's good to go. Mm-hmm. You brought up the word endurance. I think of what Pat McAfee calls 
a different kind of species among us, I think is the term, when we're talking Brock Lesnar, Mm -hmm. who drew an er early number. I believe he was 12. And let's be realistic. Whenever Brock is involved, you put Brock at the forefront of anything. Mm Mm-hmm. Brock did not last long in this rumble patch. No, you know, to much surprise, we thought, you know, Brock was going to be in there for maybe a good 15, 20 minutes and then maybe get eliminated by Bobby. Maybe later in the match, they both duke it out for a little bit and then, you know, one throws each other out. No, it was like Brock came in, did a couple suplexes, maybe an F5 or two, and then Bobby Lashley comes out and gets rid of him. And then Brock seems to go, instead of Farmer Brock, he goes into the Beast Brock and decides to start throwing a tantrum. No, it's a tantrum. I think it's just Brock being Brock. Well, it's Brock being Brock, and then, you know, we got the one thing I think people are drooling at the mouth at. We got a little stare down between him and Gunther. Mm-hmm. And okay, that's so, a- so that kind of brings me into a follow-up. Like, what are we going to do for WrestleMania? Is it going to be Brock and Gunther? Or do we do the trilogy with Brock and Bobby? And I pray it's a, in the fight pit. I, I I believe we're going to do Brock Bobby 3 at Mania. And then I think the Gunther thing was like, hey, like. just SummerSlam. Keep- or just yeah, just kind of yeah. keep this keep this in the back of your mind. We're probably gonna do this, but just not right now. It's Bobby Brock now. But then just don't forget about this. You know what I mean? But <clears throat> but do people really want Brock and Bobby at Mania? Maybe you save that for a SummerSlam payoff, and you go with what people might be really drilling at the mouth at, and that's Gunther and Lashley. You heard that pop last night. I was like, oh. Oh, but why we would this. you have Brock cost Lashley the U.S. title on Raw? Yeah, and then I I can tell you right again on SmackDown only for the payoff to be an elimination in the Rumble. I can tell you right now the the crowd was into Bobby and Brock as much as I think they were into Brock Gunther. Speaking of WrestleMania, because we're getting there again, fast forwarding into the match. At 29, one of Noah's personal heroes entered the match in Logan Paul. He had the cool spot with Ricochet. That was that that was amazing. I lost my mind. And he eliminated Seth freaking Rollins. So there's your WrestleMania. WrestleMania which has begged the question on the internet, is that Rollins' mania match? 100% yes. Mm. I don't I think there's out. any... Well, what's it going to be? I cut out for a second. Logan R- Paul Rollins and Logan Rollins. Paul. Oh, yeah. Give me that. Yep. That's going to be fun. Yeah, and then, pretty fun. And then we get Cena and Theory at Mania, too. Probably. Pretty yeah. interesting um, theory. Uh, I just want to say one thing about this match. And I, I've seen a lot of people online complaining that they thought this match felt mid or didn't feel that great. And I was talking to our friend Adam, Mike, and I, and I think a good thing to point out about this um, is – Triple H, I don't think, like Vince, when he booked Rumbles, he relied on surprises and legends to like really get over the Rumble. Triple H just said, no, I have talented people in this industry right now. I'm just going to let them go out and create a good Rumble. And I think it paid off. 
and that was going to be my point when we're talking this and even the women's rumble, there were very few surprises in both. But I still think these are two very good rumbles. Oh, I'm not arguing with you. I'm just saying on the point of right. the rumbles of previous years is your point. Legends and surprises. The real only surprise in the men's rumble, I mean, if you want to count Logan Paul, sure, was Booker T. Edge to some degree. and Well, I, I think most people thought Edge was returning yeah. soon. We just... And nothing will ever top the first Edge return, but... All right. Which one? 2010 or 2020? 2020. 2020. Oh, 20. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 2010 is good mm-hmm. because, you know, it, it paid off from when him and Jericho were a tag team. Mm-hmm. But no, 2020 Edge return, that that was something nobody expected. We, we never thought we'd see him. Yeah. So yeah, when that music hit, oh, man, the crowd was oh, ridiculous. It erupted. And I do want to make one admission here. This was not a 30-man Royal Rumble. This was a 29-man Royal Rumble because of Rey Mysterio, which, according to the dirt sheets and whatever, claims there's a legitimate injury. I understand not reporting that if you wanted to get more heat on Dominic. I still kind of feel like you should have said, maybe have him jump before the show and have someone else take the number. But that's just me. I will say the commentary was gold on that when Dominic came out with the mask because oh, you have Michael, Michael Cole called him a piece of shit. <laughs> yep. Michael, Michael Cole called him a piece of shit. And then Corey Graves proceeded to say, watch your mouth, Michael. <laughs> this watch Dominic try and tear the mask was hysterical, though. He's like, oh, we need, we need Graves and McAfee on every show. That's oh. what we need. <laughs> yes. Yep. One hundred percent. All right. All right. Overall, guys, you thought the rumble was solid. I give it. I give it a solid four star grade. Four star. Four star. I'll give it. I'll give it four. I. I had no complaints. I thought it was great. I. I, I just want to nitpick one little thing. Just you know, as one of those, be one of those guys. I don't want to say I wasn't like disappointed, but there was maybe that little fraction of a disappointment in the back of my heart where you didn't see switchblade or somebody like that come in but mm-hmm. overall i you know i love cody rhodes so i couldn't be happier hmm. allison i mean i definitely think it was a little bit again too predictable like putting cody at 30 giving we all knew cody was gonna win but now i know we all mentioned three and a half stars last night but i'm gonna agree with you guys with the four stars Hmm. Um, I have to I have to point out one quick thing. Um, when when Brock Lesnar came out at number twelve, some guy some guy behind me just goes, "Game over, time for everyone to die." <laughs> <laughs> and I laughed. <laughs> that was so funny. Still <laughs> disappointed Brock didn't drive the tractor down to eliminate oh, people. I, I mean, that's the Brock biggest. We don't get Brock with a tractor. I just now Listen, every time I every time I hear Brock come out now, I'm just gonna keep saying that time for everyone to die. die. <laughs> they could have they could have put him in Shotzi's tank. Yeah. <laughs> My Another God, letdown. forget Brock on a tractor. Brock in a tank is just <laughs> super unnecessary. 
Get that for his Mania match like Rusev had a couple of years ago. Yes. Yep. All or like, you know, like Rusev those big monster trucks? Oh. I Brock in that. Brock in a monster truck? Holy. Yeah, but I think that's more right, Brock right. stronger than Brock. We have got off the rails of the crazy train that Brock Lesnar can drive to the Hall of Fame one day. And I'm here for it. Everyone knows that, but we're going to move on to the next match Ugh. of the night, which was Noah's favorite match. And I'm going to quote him on it because you said it looked like a 10-year-old rave. No, it looked like a 10-year-old's birthday party rave. Th- th- okay, no, I'm sorry. I have to take this. I have thought about it. I watched this specific match on the pay-per-view replay. This is the worst wrestling match I've ever seen. This was terrible. This was god-awful from start to finish. Okay. You have Bray Wyatt, who's supposed to be this creepy, terrifying character. Why are him and LA Knight wrestling in a laser tag arena? And there's beads of neon paint everywhere. And they're covered in neon. It's like, what? I remember just sitting here watching it going, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. First of all, live crowd, you couldn't see it. Couldn't see a damn thing. Bray Wyatt wins in five minutes. <laughs> I you have the post. Now, when you say you couldn't see anything, did you mean like up until that neon confetti came out, you really couldn't see what was going on in the ring? or Oh, I couldn't see it. We couldn't see a damn thing. Wow. We could uh, that's what we were anything. talking about uh with with the when the other night at the at a friend's house we were saying that maybe that was there to help the audience see something didn't help. The case. Wow. I can tell you right now Jeff it didn't help at all uh, that, I was, that was <laughs> such a pay and not even a real word a pay offless yeah match. It was, I don't I I <laughs> Why did why did LA Knight grab a lightsaber? Am I supposed to laugh at this or be terrified by this? And then and then the, the post match, <laughs> guys, Uncle Howdy exploded. <laughs> I Bray Wyatt chokes LA Knight out. Uncle Howdy jumps off a tower. And <laughs> explodes. I'm sorry. I'm done. I'm done with this. It's been five months. We've had no storyline development at all. I'm so done. Go go away, Bray Wyatt. No, if Triple H can't get you right, no one can get you right. I was going to say now, zero stars. This is the worst match I've ever seen in my life. This was terrible. I, I'm just confused on, was this match only in the dark because you had to promote the Mountain Dew? I, I don't know. Because... Like, if things are that bad, we need Mountain Dew and Applebee sponsors as what's going on. I'm confused. Yeah, I, I this this the the Mountain Dew logo and the thing. I remember someone saying this this match could either be Firefly Funhouse or the maggots in the middle of the ring for Wyatt Orton. It was the maggots. This this was this. Was, what, the Did table, they give out free Mountain Dew in the arena? No, they. They went through the announcer's table and green beads exploded. Are you kidding me? I was laughing during that. Does anyone else have anything on this? Or can we just... I to be honest, I felt it looked, it looked like a match Naomi would be a part of. That was my opinion. With the whole glow thing. 
Yeah, I, I was sitting there. I had no idea why. What's, I, the only thing I can think of is like, okay, it's green for that horrible tasting soft drink. <laughs> but I like I didn't get it. I personally I love Bray Wyatt. I I would love to see him just become just really dark, like really almost in the demonic era of darkness. And LA Knight, I don't there's no need to put I like LA Knight. I've been a fan of his since his Eli Drake days in uh in Impact and even in the NWA. But they have no need to have a storyline together. I don't. I didn't get it. I didn't understand why. And thank goodness this is hopefully the end of it. They can go their separate ways, and they can do something else away from each other. I don't know if this is the worst match I've ever seen. That still ranks. That's uh, the Undertaker Giant Gonzalez match at WrestleMania. Still probably gets mm. that match for me but uh yeah I, I i just just underwhelmed disappointed and i just didn't get it i don't i just yeah we'll right. off. i think the word at the end of the day is confused hmm. <laughs> i mean I after also I, I still don't get the Uncle Howdy thing, but I think he was just trying to say howdy. Why did he, ex- <laughs> why did he explode? And someone explained that. He does the elbow dripping just... It's like, his, pl- his plans blew on, up uh, in his face. I it on off. the electrical box or something. Because here's the thing. When I was watching it live, I was on like the opposite end of the arena from where they were. So I couldn't tell what originally happened. I thought Bray Wyatt had like picked up an electrical box and like chucked it onto to LA Knight, which I would have gotten then. But no, Uncle Howdy just did an elbow drop. Right. Uncle Howdy, Shane McMahon. <laughs> oh, gosh. So, but it's just, I, like I said, wait, 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 oh. so does that mean Bray Wyatt is Uncle Howdy's dad? Like, I don't know. Uncle Howdy was searching for Bray. His love, I don't get that. All, all I, all I, all I know is, is that I'm sorry, but like I said, th- it has been five months since Bray Wyatt returned. He returned in September, and there has been not a single bit of storyline development in this. I'm, well, I'm off it. I'm just uh, like, okay, let, let's let's move on to the next match of them because oh. we're going to talk about confusions at the end. Oh God. With the Raw Women's title, which had Bianca Belair. I'm just going to say it. Kind of squashed Alexa Bliss. Yeah, Alexa got very little offense in. And then at the end, there was a whole thing. Uh, Allison, your thoughts here on Bliss and Belair. And where do we go from here with Alexa Bliss? I mean, you know she's going to have that Uncle Howdy storyline coming up. So, I mean, we know she'll probably be more demonic, I guess you could say. Go back to that psychotic times that she had at the Firefly Funhouse. I mean, I don't know if I'm going to see a rematch with Bliss and Belair. We don't know. Most likely not. I mean, we'll just have to see within the next couple weeks leading up to Chamber. Jeff? Mm. Um, I, at first I wasn't sure 
why they had her more or less squashed the way she was. And at first I felt kind of disappointed. And then the video at the end came out. So I'm guessing they use this as a turning point to further, almost like a match used to further her character along rather than a pinnacle of, of that, uh, of that feud between the two. I think this is going to be used to further her just development uh, towards almost to where she was before Bray Wyatt was let go. Mm-hmm. Um, I, when she came out uh, and with the, uh, with the blood coming down her face and what looked to be something of a pentagram behind her, I'm like, this looks crazy. This looks where, okay, I can sink my teeth into it from a storyline standpoint. And then when everything went from where it went after that, I was like, oh, it was kind of let down. So I'm hoping maybe they're picking this up. This is, other than that, you know, Bianca is one of the most ridiculously athletic individuals in the entire company. So I'm I'm always excited to see Bianca, but I, I kind of wish a little more out of it. Okay, so, so no, I'm going to come to you now. I'm going to Patchy. Let's say we flip the roles here for a second, and this match comes on first before the the lights out, pitch black, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And then we get a payoff with Alexa and Bray, whether she is back with him or she's with Uncle Hattie, however that goes, would that would that have changed your perception of the whole lights out match? Or do you still think you would have been eh? Um it would have made me feel better about Bianca Alexa for sure because I think coming off the rumble like it would have gotten maybe it would have given a little more fuel to mm-hmm. to Bianca Alexa because everyone would be coming off this high off the men's Royal Rumble. But I I still don't think it would change my opinion of the of the lights out match because again I thought it was just like again, I thought it was terrible. Like just very short, nothing really happened. It, am I supposed to laugh at it? Am I supposed to be afraid by it? Uncle Howdy explodes. Um, yeah, I just and then the whole Alexa Bliss thing, I don't know exactly what's going on with that. Again, my whole problem with both of these things is that. It's been five months and nothing's happened. Like you could tell me, I could tell you what's happened in the last five months and like five words. Uncle Howdy attacks Alexa. Like that's that's it. Like that's all or stalks Alexa. That's all that's all that's happened. So I don't know. It, it might have made the the Raw Women's title match a bit better, but yeah, I did this these two matches combined are just like uh eh, I could take them or leave match. them. Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, I'm not giving up on either Bray Wyatt or, you know, this storyline with Alexa Bliss because I feel this is going to be a payoff at Elimination Chamber for Alexa Bliss. But you really just give us kind of like, all right, let's just, you know what, we have, hypothetically, this is filler here. Bianca, just go squash Alexa. It's okay. Alexa, we got your video package ready. We're going to do that. We're fine. And then we're going to move on to the... Women's Royal Rumble, and that, you and that, could have done that, this on Raw. You really could have done it on Raw, yeah. you know. But you know, it, it's 
now begs to differ who's going to face Bianca Mania, and it might be Alexa Bliss again. And we just have this, we have the demented Alexa Bliss back after she goes through the Elimination Chamber. We do it one more time at Mania where it's actually a bigger match and that's a, it's a better payoff. But I'm, was... I'm pretty sure I know who's facing Bianca at Mania. Okay, let's hit pause on that because we can move on to the Women's Royal Rumble. Where for the first time since 06, Mysterio was the last one, correct? To go first to... Yep, first to last. Well, it was 29 other wins. No, no, no. Uh, Edge did in 2021. Ah, so Edge did in 21. So I apologize to Ray Mysterio and Edge. But for 29 other women, it was their judgment day. Mm-hmm. Because as you saw on Ripley's Believe It or Not, Rhea Ripley won the Women's Royal Rumble. So let's open it up with this first, and then we can get into the match itself. If you're Rhea Ripley patch, do you challenge Bianca Belair, or do you challenge Charlotte Flair? I say you go after Charlotte Flair. Because there's some payoffs that you know stem from a main a couple manias ago that need to be settled, and where booking was terrible at the time, and you know Rhea should have won against Charlotte, and no, we had to keep pushing Charlotte like Roman Reigns in 2015 down our throats, and I think we're gonna have a little better of a payoff this time with Rhea coming away with the championship from Charlotte at WrestleMania. Not that I wouldn't mind Bianca and Charlotte. Not Bianca and Charlotte, Bianca and Rhea. But this goes more towards Rhea and Charlotte. Okay. Allison? I mean, I'm going to end up going with the opposite. I mean, you always know, like, the last time Rhea and Bianca met was also in 2020 at NXT, like, one of the NXT TakeOver shows. And usually when you have Bianca and Rhea... They've put on phenomenal matches. Like you saw that, you saw what happened in the 2021 Royal Rumble when Bianca won and Rhea was the final two. I mean, it's going to come full circle of WrestleMania and Bianca is going to hold that title for almost a year. So it would make sense that Rhea, and I have said this, that Rhea was going to be Bianca. So Bianca is about to face her judgment day at Mania. Jeff? Uh, if it's me booking, I'm putting her against Charlotte um, and having, of course, she has to win. Uh, they Like like uh, Lauren said before, the, the backstory with Charlotte and uh, Rhea Ripley from a few years ago uh, when, I, what was it, the Survivor Series when they... Mania. Uh, at Mania when they met? Okay. So that, for me, that's the whole reason you have to have those two one of the biggest stars in the WWE is in the women's division with Charlotte, along with probably the highest rising star. And uh, somebody wrote uh, this morning, I think it was that Rhea is to them, the face of judgment day over the other three members. She's like the silent leader. Mm -hmm. Yeah. More actions to do talking. Uh, Noah, you're booking. Who does Rhea Ripley face at WrestleMania? 
I gotta go with Allison. I gotta say Bianca. Um, I think um, Charlotte a Charlotte just won the title, so I I don't see Charlotte losing that thing anytime soon. Um, B, um, I I Bianca to me Bianca's reign is getting a little bit into that. Cena wins lull territory where it's just Bianca wins. We move on. Um, so I think throwing Rhea in there and um, getting her the title and let her and judgment day have a nice reign. I think there's a big, I think there's a big plan for judgment day at, at WrestleMania or at some point, I would imagine at some point Dominic and, and priest are going to hold the, the tag one of the tag team titles, probably the raw tag team titles, and I think Finn will win the US title. And I think we'll have a judgment day holds all the gold moment at, at Mania. Um, and I think it starts or not at Mania at some point this year. And I think it starts with Rhea Ripley winning the Raw Women's Championship at WrestleMania from Bianca. Um, I think we'll get into the match. I think there's a certain somebody who I was very surprised of who the crowd was into throughout this match. That I think is a better opponent for Charlotte. So, so get into it then. Uh, I was surprised at how much this crowd was into Raquel Rodriguez. I mean, when she came out, I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, Raquel's here. And then look, the crap, the crowd was going nuts for her. And I was like, okay. I mean, she is definitely, she is very good in the ring. I mean, she's improved dramatically over the last couple of years I mean, if you wanted to do Raquel wins like a chamber match or earns an opportunity for Charlotte at Mania, and that's who you have, I'd be so for that and have like Raquel as your leader of the SmackDown women's division. That way you could have Charlotte go into like some maybe other feuds and build other people up that way. Um, so she's definitely a very good choice for that. I mean, like I said, there were a lot of people into her. Like there, she was getting really big. Uh, reactions, really big uh, support. Um, the only other one I could see, um, and there was the other person who went with Rhea the distance. I think this was very smart by Triple H to have this. I mean, you had Rhea going an hour and eight minutes, and then you had Liv Morgan going basically only a second shorter than her. Her and Liv uh, just took the match. Um, so if you wanted to do Liv Morgan, I think that's also a good option and maybe build Liv Morgan back up to a credible threat. So as like I'm so I don't know about you guys, but either one of those two I think are really smart for me. I think you also have to throw Oscar in there too, because Oscar and Charlotte have a history too for Mania, where you know I just don't know what I just don't know where Oscar oh Oscar still says it still says Oscar's on Raw so Elimination Chamber maybe. I mean, is there such thing as brand split anymore? Because I guess not really. I, I mean, everyone appears everywhere. Including Tractor Brock, although who's going to stop Brock Lesnar, especially when he's on a damn tractor? But <laughs> I will say, I was happy one thing last night: no more Dewdrop. Oh yeah, that, that that is true. Uh, they they, dro- they did do drop the ball on that one. There were a lot, like uh, there were a lot of good moments in this match. Damage Control got a nice run. Oscar came back as Dark Oscar, like Arcana, yeah. Um, you know, there were Chelsea Green. Chelsea Green, that was really funny. Karen, Chelsea Karen Green. Yeah. Roxanne Perez got a really good showing, and she again, she got a really big like crowd reaction for her. Um, so it's nice to see that that it's working. You know, people are starting to get into these people. And 
obviously there were some duds, you know, um, Lacey Evans. Yeah, whatever. I mean, Michelle McCool coming in was cool. That was kind of cool. Was it McCool? The Bianca Bliss match, and then I guess she was still in the crowd. Yeah. Um, and then... <laughs> Unfortunately, but, the ult- the ultimate botch happened at number yeah. three. Yeah, <laughs> we have to talk well, about that. Like most entrances, yeah. I was so confused because they're because so just real quick, they botched the entrance. They didn't do the countdown. Nia Jax music just started playing, and then I all I could see was her music started playing, and then up on the thing, the clock starts. I'm like, oh no, oh they botched it. Oh no. At that uh, point, just cut the clock. Just that cut sounds it. like Nia Should Jax just let anyway. it play, yeah. Play it off. Uh, I was Jeff. personally happy to see Nia Jax back. Mm-hmm. I like Nia. See, I don't know why. See, I just like Jeff, her. from what I've seen and what I heard in that arena, you're in a minority. Really? Yeah, I know. Oh. I, there, I, I, there's something about her I just find really entertaining. I, um, I had I there was there was a guy in front of me. A couple of rows down, that literally got up and left the left during that rumble because he was like, "No, I'm not doing Nia Jax." Now, what you're saying before about the uh, the response that Raquel got, and I like Raquel; I think she's amazing. Uh, but do you think the huge response she got is because it was in Texas and she is a Texas girl? Do you think that could might have, been. have played into the? Reaction? I, did, I did. I did think about that. I was like, I think Raquel is from Texas, so it could have been. Yeah. She's from Rio Grande, Texas, like three mm. hours from the Alamo Dome. Okay, yeah, so that could have been that could have been why. That's but, also probably why Roxanne got a big pop because I think she was also from Texas and she was at the wrestling school where Booker T. Oh, had. she's from she's from Laredo, which is only about an hour away from from San Antonio. She's only twenty one. Oh my god! Yes. Yeah, holy so, crap! She's been around a while too. Yeah, Wait, that she was in Ring of Honor. Time we have someone yeah. born in the 2000s in the Rumble. Yeah. Was there anyone you guys were surprised didn't enter this Rumble? I We, we talked about the men's side first where, you know, you brought up the differences. Was there anyone in this one you thought, you know what? I'm pretty sure we could see this person or that person, and, and we just didn't get it. I mean, I think we were done with the whole like legends coming back, like Lita and Trish Stratus and all that kind of stuff. I mean, Michelle McCool is one thing, but I think we were done with that. Um, I w- if there's anyone I'm surprised at, I I really thought I really thought Ronda was going to be in this, and I thought Ronda and I thought Ronda was going to win. I was like, oh, she's gonna she's gonna be number thirty, isn't she? I was so I was so worried about that. Um. Uh, the only one I was surprised Charlotte wasn't on this card. I thought Charlotte was going to be in the Rumble. I was like, oh, they're not doing a SmackDown Women's title match. Charlotte's probably in the Rumble. Um, other than that, I really can't think of anybody that I'm like, oh, why weren't they in it? I mean, I can, I don't know, I, no disrespect to her, but I'm pretty sure Zoe Stark's entrance was supposed to be in Akita Lions. Mm. I'm pretty yeah, sure that's, the, I'm going to guess that was the case until she got hurt. Um, See, for me, I thought once they put Roxanne in, I thought they were going to put Gigi and JC in, I kind of build up that triple threat. Or I thought maybe they were going to do like Cora. Yeah, something like that. I thought that was definitely plausible. So, anyone else surprised on a non-entrant or week? 
Actually, I'm surprised Beth didn't enter the Rumble after she speared Rhea Ripley. Yes. Yes, I agree. 100%. I thought she was going to be in it. I was shocked she wasn't in it. I was going through the list of all the different uh, women on the roster. I I think they trying to think. Did they use pretty much everybody? I can't think of anybody that they didn't use that was like a big omission. I mean, <laughs> when B-Fab is in the Rumble. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 39 seconds in the Rumble. Yeah, 30 to 36 seconds. Oh, 36? Um, Chelsea Green had a four-second elimination. Yeah, which was funny. That was really, really funny for her to come back. Um yeah, I, I I I look at the list and I'm like, I can't think of anybody that didn't appear. That's like, oh, I wish they were in it. Okay, so we're two for two on rumbles. So are we in the same ballpark as the men's four? Yeah, I would say. Well, I would go a little bit lower. It wasn't as good as the men's rumble, but I'd say a three and a half. It was still very okay. good. Now we're on oh, the main event oh, oh my of God. the evening. Oh my god. The Usiest main event. The oh my it, god. You know what? The Usi stuff really didn't happen until after the main event. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's funny. When was the promo that Rain said that Zam Zam was gonna be the only one with him? Oh, he did on the pre-show. It was on the pre-show. pre-show. Oh, okay. I was wondering why the live crowd never saw that. We didn't see that. So when Zay, so they, I, there was literally nothing for us. So I was like, why? I thought there'd be something that explained like what Zayn's final test is, but we got that in the match, obviously. And oh my god, it's very smart, very smart to have this as the main event. And it was Roman Reigns defending the undisputed Universal Championship against Kevin Owens. Pr- pretty good match all around. I think we'll. We're all in agreement. I mean, I'll just say this right now, Mike, before you say this. If we're taking just the match to account, I give it like a four. It was very good. If we're including including everything, five stars. If we're including everything, because everything is a cinematic masterpiece. Oh, this was was perfect. Mm -hmm. So after the match was said and done, they had handcuffed Kevin Owens to the ropes with the Usos and Solo making their appearance. And the final test for Sami Zayn was a chair. Basically kill Kevin Owens. <laughs> to hit Kevin I mean, Owens. Sammy yeah. was probably like, no, don't do it, don't do it. Because Roman was like, you're right, I'm not doing it. You are. You're, you're going to do it. And Sami Zayn channeled his inner Seth freaking Rollins and hit Roman Reigns in the back with the chair. To the loudest ovation I've ever heard. And this is Texas we're talking about. Yes. I mean, I just had to say, uh, Patchy and Allison were, were asking me earlier, I have never been part or have heard a louder reaction when Sami Zayn nails Roman Reigns with a chair. It was pure wrestling storytelling perfection. It was beautiful it was executed to to absolute like i said perfection and i was telling them earlier uh before we went on i was talking to this guy as i was walking out of the arena and he goes man i was i was so ready for the rock to come out that's where i was going to think that was going to be like the ending of the show but man that that ending was almost even was almost even better and i said 
You know why? Because I, I texted in our group chat, Mike, and I said, I remember, a, I think it was a former writer for WWE that said, great storytelling can make up for the lack of surprises. And I think this is a perfect example of that. Hmm. I think the other thing, and Triple H had mentioned this during the post-Rumble press, press conference, conference, by the way. I love those. I yes. love the fact that the reporters get to interact with Triple H. Uh, he said The Rock didn't feel ready, and we don't even know if Rock is going to be on the Mania scope yet. So, uh, But the door is always open. Uh, but Jeff, I'll go to you. What were your thoughts during the main event, and then what happened after? Uh, I was completely entertained the entire time. the The one thing I hate in any wrestling match are way too many uh, close three counts. This one was right in that sweet spot where you you didn't you know you didn't have one or two, but you didn't have like. 15 or 16 like you have like an indie show or something it had the sweet spot of close three counts uh and one of the this was one of these matches especially at the by the thing by the time everything was said and done you were emotionally drained you were emotionally invested in the entire thing and you were like i was sitting there almost tense like what's sammy gonna do and when he when Roman gave him the chair, because I sat there going, "What? What is this test?" And at first, I thought, "Okay, maybe his test was you're going to have to do something. If it comes down to it, you're going to have to do something to cause Kevin Owens to lose the match." That's where I thought he was going. Mm-hmm. And then when he finally stepped in, he said, "No, this is beneath you." And I said, "Okay, he's going to hand Sammy the chair." And when they handcuffed him, of course, the first thing I thought of. Was uh, was the old ECW days when they tied up uh, the Sandman? <laughs> uh, but so they tied him up and you know, they handcuffed him up rather. And I was like, "Oh my God, what's he going to do?" Knowing, okay, you, you can't hit anybody in the heads anymore. So how is he going to? If he goes through with it, how's he going to strike him? And then he kind of kept back a bit, and he wasn't going to hit him at first. And you could see like he was maneuvering himself, like he was so unsure. And I think that whole time period where he was acting unsure really got me like on the edge of my seat. Like, what's what's going to happen? And nothing better for me than just great emotional storytelling like that. Almost like when I was a kid and uh, Macho Man dropped the, the, the ring bell onto Steamboat's neck and I was legit horribly mad. At, at Savage <laughs> and I had that same type of kiddish uh, feeling about me I was like wow what's going to happen and I was I knew they could have probably stretched it out a little bit more th- through into and past Wrestlemania if they felt like it but the way they knocked it off last night I was so happy and now we get to see where it's going to go from here I think so- another th- Go ahead. I think another thing that was perfect about it was everyone did their part. Great. I mean, I loved Sammy and KO obviously. And then obviously I loved how uh, Jimmy and solo, like when they felt betrayed, like they were like 
crawling over each other to like start beating up Sammy. Like they were so mad at him. Like I need to kill this guy right now. Um, Roman did a perfect job of like, he would turn his back, then turn back to Sammy, then turn his back again. And then it's like, he just kept teasing us with like, Oh, is he going to do it now? Nope. Is he going to do it now? No, 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 no. Um, but the, the, the perfect cherry on top of this Sunday is Jey Uso being emotionally wrecked and just leaving. Mm, that was almost got as big a pop for that as Sammy with the chair. Cause it's just such, it's so perfect. This guy has finally accepted Sammy Zane into his family. And now Sammy's the one that turns on him, but then Roman takes it way too far. And it's just, mm, it's just perfect. Well, it's it's more that you know Sammy turned his back on Roman. He didn't turn his back on Jimmy Jay and Solo. Mm-hmm. He turned his back on Roman. Yeah. Oh, it's just perfect. I think the interesting thing of what comes next could be because you could really go about this in three ways. You could just do the straight up Sammy Roman match, whether you do that chamber or. As we've talked about plenty of times, you you're gonna if you split up the titles, Sammy Roman for one and Cody Roman for the other when you come to Mania. You could technically, depending on where we go with Jay, is you could do a six man tag is Sammy KO and Jay versus Jimmy Solo and Roman too. Like there are different mm. variables here that are still in play, Allison. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we're about to get the implosion of the bloodline and mm. have it all split up once again. Like, and going back to like the whole Jay Uso rivalry he had with his own cousin, and I feel like probably the one person who might be stuck in the middle of this actually is Jimmy as well because he sees his own twin brother Jay. Like upset, and I'm like, I know he's close to Roman, but it's like, do you also split up the Usos for the first time? I, it, it's, Allison, to go off of that, what makes this so much even more perfect to me is Sammy is the one who, after all the abuse that Roman has given him, he's the one that said, "No, I'm not taking it anymore." While Jay, I think, sees that. But for him, it went the other way. He tried to oppose Roman, but he just got beaten into submission. And I think it's just, that's why it's just it's just such ironic justice, I guess, if you want to say it like that. That Jay has seen this like, damn, was have I been just letting myself get manipulated these last couple of years because I got beaten in submission like the first time me and Roman met? It's just it's just. Mm. I will say the the one thing I have a problem with, Mike, and you talked about it with the splitting of the belts, and I was talking to this with my friend earlier. The only problem I see with that is if Cody beats Roman on night one, doesn't that kind of diminish Sammy's win on night two? Well, if you do Sammy night, well, if you did Sammy night one, Cody night two. Well, then that diminishes Cody's win, though. The, 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 the thing is that if someone already beats Roman the night before, to me, it it's like diminishing returns. It almost softens the, the, the triumph of – Someone beating him night two. All right, so 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 there. 
there, there's two. Well, there's one way you do this. One of them has to lose against Roman, and that's the first night. Or you do Sammy Roman at Chamber. No, that's yeah, the I mean, most likely. Yeah. And have yeah. Sammy win the Universal Title in Montreal. I mean, you. But it's it's a tough call because to me, I think you do the payoff at WrestleMania. You have Sammy go the distance in the chamber, having him start one and have him finish the chamber match going through everybody. And then I, I, I hate to say you have Cody lose against Roman. You have Cody come up short because Sammy is your better payoff because no offense to Cody, save Cody for like SummerSlam or something. Save him for down the road. What about this? I just thought of this. Sammy wins the universal title from Roman in Montreal at Elimination Chamber. Then you do Cody Roman at Mania night one. Night two is Sammy Zayn defending the Universal Championship against a recently turned heel Kevin Owens. Because Kevin can be like, yeah, you turned on Roman, but you let them basically kill me before you did it. And then Kevin could feel slighted by Sammy of like, I don't care that you turned on Roman. You let them basically kill me before you stopped him. And he could be jealous or he could be bitter about that. I don't think that's a bad option. I mean, the the other way you could go is, and this is just far-fetched and probably not happening. What if you did a Sammy Roman jit? Jay's the one who split, correct? Yeah, Jay's the one who walked out. Yeah. So, so Sammy, Roman, and Jay in a triple threat for one, and as Jay tries to do branch off when Jimmy was hurt on his own. The problem with that is you have to have Roman take the pin. Like, if you have Sammy pin Jay, I would that would feel like such a letdown. Like, this leads to Sammy has to pin Roman Reigns to win. Like, that to me is the only way you get out of this in some way. I don't know what they're going to do, but man alive, they have a lot of booking to get themselves out of. I mean, the only problem we see is that Triple H and mostly other people don't see Sammy Zayn as a main eventer. So we might get another Daniel Bryan moment, another Kofi Kingston moment with Sammy Zayn. I think if there's one person who could probably book Sami Zayn, it would be Triple H. Yeah, I think Triple H sees Sami Zayn as a main eventer because remember that Sami Zayn was immediately put into the storyline the second Triple H took over. And he booked Sami Zayn as NXT champion, and he booked Sami Zayn versus Shinsuke Nakamura you know, at, at TakeOvers. And he... Yes, for the cinematic alone, it, it, it's a five-star segment. With the match on top, it's probably ten. Oh God, it, it it's it's wrestling perfection. Take that, Dave Meltzer. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it was wrestling perfection. Crowd was into it. Like like Jeff said, everyone was on the edge of their seat. Like, what is gonna happen with this? And yeah, it was it was perfect. <laughs> The one curveball I might throw into this is what if they decide uh, that they don't, they can still have uh, Roman face Sammy, but not for the championship. Like, it's like, say, at Elimination Chamber, for instance, 
just as some type of revenge style of match. No title. I mean, because Roman could say, yeah, I'll face you, but it's not going to be for any championship. Take it or leave it. Sammy could challenge and say, if I do beat you, I want a title match for WrestleMania. Yeah. You know what? You know what sucks about this whole thing is that none of this is an issue if Roman doesn't have both belts. If he's still just the Universal Champion, we have no problem mm. with this because Cody can go after the WWE Championship and then Sammy can go for the Universal. Like, there's there's no problem here. But because Vince decided to whack both belts on Roman, Triple H's got to try to book himself out of this. So, I mean, it's interesting to see what he'll do to get himself out of that situation. And we'll have to wait and see how we they book themselves out of it. But again, this could also lead into multiple things, this whole bloodline with Sammy thing. But that's going to cap off our Royal Rumble recap here on the Face Turn podcast. Listen to this podcast or any other podcast. Go to Anchor, Google, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Check out the website that www.thesportsandsanitynetwork.com Great blogs, vlogs, meet the crew All fun stuff And until next time For Lawrence Patchman, like Noah Trumley, Jeff Knapp Allison Wiener, I am Mike Rifkin Thank you for listening to Face Turn Podcast Part of the Sports Insanity Network Have a good day everyone And namaste